All right, we're back. Welcome to another episode of the newly revamped Pickle Pod with yeah. pro Zane Nabertil. What's going on? And myself, Thomas Shields. You don't have a title? Just Thomas Shields? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I don't know if I'm uh, – I'm just like a glorified commenter basically. Glorified commenter? Yeah. Thomas Shields. That's yeah. your new intro. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm like a social media commenter. I just like built a blog and social media presence around it, so – there People are forced to listen to my opinions. You cram it. You cram it down their throat if they don't. I see you everywhere on social. The dink. Every time I'm on 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 the on the gram, something or another is coming up. Part of you. it is like I want to separate myself from the brand, but then with like a podcast like this, I ins- inevitably insert myself back into it. Fair, fair. Well, what do you think of the uh, the first episode? Um. Well. Got a lot of uh, got a lot of critiques on me being wrong. It's yeah. like, wow, everybody yep. must have been watching that. The waiting. fact checker needs to be fact checked. Exactly. Like, when is Zane going to say something incorrect that I can comment on? And yep. like, it's not enough for just one person to comment on it, right? right? It's like everybody. Yep. So yes, guys, I was wrong. But remember, remember this lesson: if you aren't sure about something double down yeah because <laughs> it's the trump mentality exactly yeah. i doubled down and then you're like okay he yeah, must be right, right. he really yeah. is but yeah. no i i wasn't apparently you said it with certainty we're talking about the um uh ben had the chance to take colin uh but chose tyler loon and you so, said colin wasn't on the board but he was okay so colin wasn't on the board yep but he was mm-hmm. i still think ben chooses loon over colin why um, because I think they have, they're complementary in, in a very similar way in men's doubles where Tyler is a really good right-sided player, obviously as a, as a lefty over there. And then I think that Tyler is a better mixed doubles player pretty much without any, yeah. without a doubt, yeah. better mixed doubles partner. So I think he's, <clears throat> I think fitting that team where mixed doubles is obviously half of the matches that you're going to play, yeah. I think is really important and so you might sacrifice you know tyler might be 10 percent worse in his role with ben than colin is but tyler's might be 25 percent better in his mixed doubles role so i think it's still a good pick well, i think the obvious answer too is singles 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 well. ability but colin's a pretty solid singles player but tyler's like a, a good singles player. i mean you could argue right yeah he's had some i mean he's had big wins over like ben for example true true Colin's uh, not a slouch singles player. Colin, Colin can play some decent singles. Yeah. He can lift, he can rip some lefty forehands. There's nothing worse. I haven't played Colin in a while, but there's nothing, Have nothing you played worse. Him in singles before? Yeah. Nothing worse than hitting it over to his backhand and the guy just takes one hand off and rips a lefty forehand. Yeah. He does that stuff. Yeah. He doesn't dare do it with Ben, <laughs> but <laughs> he does it in singles. Yeah. Um, and one of the other comments we got was that this is like a, a Star Wars background. Some people didn't like that. Uh, so deal with it uh, is my <laughs> response to that one. Fair. I was. I think we should turn these lights red because what they yeah, were, I they, think were, they were green last. Time. They were green last time. Yeah. I think Made we should like go. I think we should side. go red for sure. Um, I want to shout out to okay our top commenters on YouTube were Grant Harris, sorry not sorry pickleball, and Chad. I'm gonna mess this up. Look. Lacatus. Uh, I read it as lactates. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he's not Sorry, our top Chad. commenter anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. <laughs> yeah, <yeah. laughs> uh, so we see you. Thank you. Keep keep commenting. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah, let me know uh, what else I'm wrong about. <laughs> yeah, here's our agreement with the with the listeners. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a review, subscribe, follow. If you're on YouTube, add a comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and also, so here, we'll do this. I'm giving this one to you, but this is like a, here, we'll open it up. To our, we're going to pick one person who leaves a review and adds a comment, and I'm going to send them one of these. So this is actually like a pretty nice little dink pullover. Let's see, make sure we get it on the camera. Look at that. This one's a medium because you're a medium. <laughs> that one's for you. I'll grow into it. Now, here's the thing. Chris 
we're going to go back to the that other podcast. You can throw that on the floor. You don't have to do anything. With he that. he sent me one of these, and it smelled like vinegar. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It smelled yeah. like vinegar. This is the test. Right. Smells delightful. It. I wouldn't say delightful, but it doesn't smell like vinegar. So get your get your dink pullover that doesn't smell like vinegar. Do whatever he said. I already forgot what he said you had to do. Yeah, but. comment. Uh, we're going to choose, yeah, so one person who comments, and you got to be subscribed, uh, and or you can leave a review on Spotify. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with this. If you comment on the YouTube channel and you leave a review on Apple Pods or Spotify, I'll just go and check, and I'll just choose somebody to uh, send this poll over to. You can't buy them. You can't buy them. They're not out there. They're not available. These are exclusive. Exclusive. These are for the insiders. Love it. Uh, we'll do more stuff like that. I've also got like a bunch of paddles, so... I don't know. People send us stuff all the time. I don't. Nice. I don't have enough room in my tiny apartment. There we go. Um, okay, so we talked about a like number of what I would call uh, inconsistencies last episode, but I want to like make this section of the podcast called loopholes. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> so kind of like you're talking to the right guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gaps in the rules uh, where you can kind of exploit those for an advantage. And are things that I would assume are going to be addressed down the road, but haven't yet been addressed. And uh, so people are taking advantage of. Mm -hmm. My favorite person who uh, likes to point these out. I mean, you're you've you've done it on the on the uh, grand uh, stage and actually like you know made it a huge part of your game with the Zane Saw. <laughs> what was your favorite name for that serve? By the way, there were a lot of them. I liked the Zane saw because the, the chainsaw, I think sounds great, but then, you know, giving some, some credit to me was pretty cool. So I liked the, I liked the Zane saw. What else did you, what else even was there? feels like so long ago. Well, there was the chainsaw. There was the Zane saw. Uh, people just called it like the spin the spin I feel like there were a bunch of other names and I had like a whole list at one point, but I don't know. The one that really stuck out to me was the Zane saw is the best one. That's Agreed. my opinion. Agreed. RIP. Um, but Maybe they'll bring of, it back. One of my favorite people who likes to exploit, like find these little inconsistencies and exploit them is Shay Underwood. Mm -hmm. And he makes videos about them. So one of the ones he did recently, did you see this video where it's like hand is part of the paddle, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody's been in a, in a match where it's like a quick exchange and uh, somebody hits the ball with like their hand that's holding the grip and they're like, ah, hand's part of the paddle. Plays, play goes on. Shay is doing this thing where He's literally like with the hand that holds the paddle, like using his fingers to just hit the ball with his hand and like manipulating the the spin and the direction of the ball. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? I think there were some interesting like comments on why that wouldn't be legal. But as far as I can tell, technically, it would be legal for you to just like use your hand to smack the ball mid play. As long as it's still sort of attached to the paddle, right? Yeah. So, so you, it has to be the hand has to be touching the paddle. Yep. So right hand touching right, the touching the paddle, and you're going to hit with your right hand. Yep. I I don't see why not. I think it gets dicey where you are having multiple points of contact with the ball. Right. The same way that it could be a a carry if you yep. were to just tap the ball to yourself and then hit it over. That's pretty common if you ever try to just hit a ball with your hand it's going to hit your palm and then it might roll up your fingers and sort of shoot over towards the opponent so however i actually don't know the rule on what a carry so it says carry hitting the ball in such a way that it does not bounce away from the paddle but is carried along on the face of the paddle but isn't that so if it legal? hits just your hand it doesn't even touch the paddle so this wouldn't apply this definition would but hand, hand is part of the paddle, so I think that it would, it would apply. But it says paddle. It says the face of the paddle. Face of the paddle. I don't know. I think that that's just a – I would guess that's just an incorrect wordage like used because – Which isn't uncommon. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But um, a carry, like you can hit the ball multiple times, Yeah. right? And it can still be considered legal – I don't know what the actual rule is, but the way I see it kind of interpreted by referees is almost a level of intent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, does it look like this person is trying to hit in two mm -hmm. different shots or does it look like 
it just got caught on the paddle face and it wasn't part of their intent. Right. And so if that's, if that's the, if that's going to apply then to hitting it with your hand, a referee might say, yeah, it kind of looked like they were trying to, to do it in that way. It wasn't just an accident that happened. Right. But again, that's, I don't think that's anywhere in the rule book. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should have read the rules again before this. It it uh, comes down. Yeah. So it comes down to ref's discretion, right? Like what do they interpret as what you're trying to do? Yeah. But I think if you hit it clean, like if you have hit it with your hand, let's see, toss the video on if you guys aren't already, but go to Shay Underwood's Instagram. It's like the, I think he pinned it to the top of his profile. It's kind of recent. So if I hit it, let's say with my fingers right here, sticking off the paddle and it's like a clean hit, I don't have a problem with it. Go for it. But then again, Here's the thing, but I I think that you I think that you should be able to hit with whatever part of your body you want. So I think the rule should be changed to yeah. hit however you want. You like kick it. Yeah, why not? You know, How like in volleyball, you see people like basically like slide tackle to save a ball. Yeah, and like put it back in play. Why not? Yeah, but then what if people got so good at it that they just stopped using the paddle? Oh, interesting. I don't think that would happen. And then you could have you could have like really gritty shoes, so you can put a whole bunch of spin on it. Yeah, yeah. There you exactly, go. Right now, we're opening a whole another section of the the rule book. Yeah, we might have just broke pickleball. I think it was already broken. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, I wasn't gonna say it. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, because okay, so and then there was. Did you see one of the recent PPAs? Ryan Sherry's playing Pesa. And uh, I think it was like match point and match ball. Yeah. Match rally. Did they, did they, on a side note, did they stop saying match ball again after they caught so much crap from the memes of pickleball page? I had never, I had never even heard them say that. They, they had one tournament where they were really doubling down on saying match ball. Okay. Side tangent. We were watching in Mesa. Um, we were watching one of the semifinal matches or whatever. We're sitting there and it's like, okay, it's rally scoring. So is there any reason to call side out? Because the the serve does change hands, but then you're saying side out almost like every every point essentially. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a ref. I I I don't even know if you really need to say it in a regular game. I think yeah. all the players already know if it's going to be a side out yeah right it just becomes like another reason for the ref to talk and another thing for them to like have to keep track of there you go yeah um, but so ryan sherry is playing pesa ryan hits a passing shot Pesa's kind of tracking it down who's got like basically his back to the net and he scoops the he scoops the ball but it's like one motion and it goes back in and ryan tries to like stop play right in the middle of the point he's like no 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 stop 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 and then he starts appealing to the to the ref and then there's sort of this debate and then Pesa kind of goes okay fine and then the match just like ends did you see that <laughs> i i can't say that i did yeah. no i didn't was that last thursday and no I, th- I think this was maybe like two ppas ago um but it it was like uh it was just like a really weird moment where i mean technically it was one motion but it came down to just the players and the ref just being like all right fine would, it was a weird moment. Yeah, I would think if Pesa is in that situation ready to concede the point, I would guess, without seeing this, I would guess he knew that he actually carried it. Yeah. And he carried it intentionally. Yeah. And again, I think a lot of these things, whether it's in the rules or not, do come down to intent. Right. And you can kind of see whether somebody is making mm-hmm. multiple motions at mm-hmm. the ball or not. Yeah, because he like... He like wrapped, so he like his paddle starts moving away from the net, so he can wrap around the ball, and then he scoops it back. And it, it was like it was a very weird, like I had never seen it before. Jamie, pull that up. Yeah, our uh, our Jamie is Mitch. So we like Mitch. Mitch, pull that up. Put it in post. Yeah, in post. Uh, post. Put that in there. Can we still just call him Jamie? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, Mitch. No offense, but you're Jamie now. <laughs> you know, actually, when we said that uh that we're accepting interns how many people did you get reach out to you about that no i, I, di- I didn't see anybody reach really out. Did, did people reach out to you? i had i had three or four people 
actually reach out to me about wanting to get involved with the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, I bet like in our message requests, which we don't always go through, there were probably some, but none in the in the primary. Unreal. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, I mean, maybe we're still hiring for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Shay Underwood again. Oh, Have God. you seen the clip where <laughs> where he does the D or he does the uh, like the screens, right? <laughs> yeah. Where him and his partner like coordinate. Uh, essentially, you screen the opponents from being able to see the ball. And then at the last moment, the guy standing in front of his partner moves. And then the guy behind him actually like makes a shot. Yeah, that's pretty epic. And that's pretty uh, – that would be very, very – difficult to to deal with um now he's done some research on this hindrance although again it's it's another like intent thing this happens all the time but nobody's ever trying to do it right this is the first time somebody's actually just trying to yeah because it does it does happen where like people are scrambling like in um yeah last weekend somebody hit a ball at it was either Deckel or AJ and the other part like through his legs Jamie. and the other person was behind him. So technically it would have been like a screen, but it just wasn't intentional. Yeah, that was pretty, that was a pretty sweet get by AJ. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about this time. Um, you know, I don't know how I, how I feel about it because I mean, it, yeah. it'd be super tough to, you're super hateable if you and, pull that. Like, oh, you know. for sure. But the closest thing, <laughs> did you know that people have been doing this before? What? In professional matches, people actual were screens? doing actual screens. So Jamie? back in the chainsaw era, this is, Jamie, pull this up. Yeah. Brian Ashworth's Facebook. Um, uh, Austin Gridley was playing with, I think it was Mario Barrientos at some local tournament up in the, up in the PN dub. And... Gridley had the spin serve, right? Yeah. He was flicking it off uh-huh. of his hands. And, you know, there's a very obvious tell. You flick it this way, it goes this way. Like, you you can tell. If you can see the ball, you can tell where it's going. However, he had Mario standing in front of him while he was tossing the ball up. So Mario would right, be right, screening. Right, right, right. I think I did see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, is actually, yeah. this actually happened, and they didn't do anything about it. They're probably like, I've, I don't even know what to do. Yeah, because, like, honestly, if I was the opponent, the only thing that would surprise me is when Gridley's kick serve doesn't move at all. That's the surprising part. Yeah. Right? You think, okay, this is going to do something, and then it just comes straight, and that's what really screws you up. So let's talk about serves in general, because I think one of the things that's um, been a discrepancy lately, and a lot, a lot, I would say, in amateur play, is the, the serve being below the waist. Right. Like I think a lot of people point to Tyson McGuffin's serve often, like where he comes up on his toes when he makes contact. So the ball is sometimes like right at his waist essentially. But he makes that upward motion and he has a great serve. But a lot of people always point to that. They're like, This is this is illegal. And I see it a lot in rec play, but much, much more, I would say, like um exaggerated in, in rec play. And it happens so fast. It's like, what do you what do you even do? Like, mm-hmm. how do you even uh, officiate that? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people that are, that are borderline. I mean, I was watching George's serve in, uh, in that mixed doubles final. It's pretty, it's pretty high. Deckles is obviously high. Um, I'm serving higher and higher. Um, Tyson's or some of Tyson's are from his nipples, dude. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say yeah, it. Tyson is serving from the tits. You were, you were <laughs> dancing around that for a little bit there. Um, but, but it's not always. So it's kind of tough because you have to be on your toes as a, as a ref to uh, the, the contact point isn't always the exact yeah. same, but I think all three elements of the serve rule currently are, very difficult to enforce, even if you were able to do an instant replay. And a ref has to watch them all at once. All at once. So you need to be serving in an upwards motion at the point of contact, meaning I can be swinging downwards mm-hmm. into, and then just until the point of contact, and then I'm swinging up. Yeah. So that's tough to deal with, especially with people who are hitting slice serves. The, the top part of your paddle has to be below the level of... Your, your wrist. wrist, right? So 
I can't have. We're my... bringing a paddle every time. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> so if my if my paddle is is like this, the top part of my paddle is above the level of my wrist. This, in theory, should be illegal. Really, but yeah. most people are flattening it out at contact because they're coming over it. Most people are are dropping the paddle head down lower and brushing up. So if you're getting top spin on the but ball, but then you kind of you're you're coming up and over, but you come over the ball after you've made contact. But okay, and this might lead into the next topic like if the paddle is has a lot of dwell time or deflection, like that point of contact is either longer or shorter depending on the type of of paddle, right? Sure, but that's 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 a much smaller that's I think we're talking about very very small fractions of a second yeah. in that in that case. Yeah. Um, where I still think even a paddle with a, with a really long dwell time, you're not really, the, the bat, the ball isn't staying on the paddle for a large portion of your swing. Right. Um, so all three elements of the Serb rule are, are subjective and impossible to, you know, how many times have you seen on pickleball forums, somebody's like, is this serve illegal? And they'll send a screenshot of, of the point of contact. And yep. even when the ball is, even when you have a picture of the point of contact, you can't tell where this person's waist is. You can't tell whether the paddle is moving in an upwards motion at the point of contact. And you can't tell where the paddle is always in relation to the, to the wrist. Like it's, it's just an impossible rule to, to enforce. So I think Steve Parento has been a big advocate and proponent of the Who's drop. that? Who's Steve Parento? Steve Parento is kind of an OG pickleballer. I think he he lives up in in Washington um, area, and uh, has just been a ga- around the game for forever. I think yeah. his I think his dad was actually the inventor of the first composite pickleball paddles. Okay, and I say I think that. So if you guys decide to fact check me on this, well, please please do. You can but, fact check this too. I think the first composite paddle was made out of um, parts from like a Boeing airplane. Because he was like a airplane engineer. <laughs> Fact check that one. I don't know. Let's just make more stuff up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is true and what is false about yeah, this podcast? Know. But Steve's just a guy who's been around this sport for forever. Yeah. And he's been pr- uh, a big advocate of the drop serve for a long time. And I think he's a big reason of why the drop serve came to be part of the rules yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And then not only do referees need to enforce the three elements of the out of the air serve they're also theoretically needing to police a drop serve at the exact same time when i go up to the line you don't know whether i'm going to hit an out of the air or a drop serve Mm -hmm. so i i would agree with steve i think that i think that the out of the air serve should just be gone because when you utilize a drop serve, the only thing that you a referee has to police is is your hand in a stationary position as you're dropping the ball. Right. And that's easy, right? Yeah. We can tell. And then I can hit the ball however I want. Yeah. So interesting. Some people have some like legit drop serves too. I mean, because you can there's just more room for innovation in a drop serve because you can just do more with your like swing path i don't know if that's necessarily the the case i don't i don't actually see any advantage in a drop serve right now you can you can still achieve slice and side spin when serving out of the air I, i don't think that the advantage of a drop serve is I don't, I don't think there's much advantage of a drop serve over an out-of-the-air serve. I don't think you can get a tremendous amount more spin on a drop serve than a than out-of-the-air. And also, if you're utilizing a drop serve, the ball's going to bounce way lower, too. You're going to be making contact far lower than mm. Tyson's nipples. <laughs> 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 so I, I think that that's, you know... Once we said goodbye to the chainsaw, now I'm all in on on drop serve only. Yeah, you should. Uh, I, I feel like if you just spent uh, a week just trying to hit the most wicked drop serve, you'd figure something out. 
I I messed around with the drop serves for sure. Like, but then again, we can't even use them at the at the PPA. Really? We can't. No. Hmm. Mm. I wonder why. It's just kind of one of those things. Like, they made the rule a while back, and I think that there is. There's been. It's worth noting too that sometimes there's differences in amateur versus pro rules, right? Like, oh, for sure. I think that would be an example of one because in an amateur PPA, you can use the drop serve. Correct. Yep. Yep. Um, there's rumored uh, room for abuse of the drop serve. So from from what I understand, okay, the rule is, and maybe again, maybe I'm just BSing here, but the rule is vague enough where. It, you could drop the serve, drop the ball, kick it up to yourself, and then hit it from your forehead or your head or something. Like that's actually been something that's kick been, it, like physically kick it with your foot. Yeah, kick it up to your because it says basically the rule is like <laughs> once you drop the serve, it's like anything goes. Dude, <laughs> and it just had it's been actually debated in some ref circles, and I've okay. had some conversations with some refs. Where it's like, yeah, there's actually you really right. could abuse this rule, right? And the now I'm sure at that point, you know, Mark Pfeiffer, Don Stanley, or somebody or another is going to be like, okay, just don't do that. Yeah, just stop, please, guys. <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> yeah, just please. Yeah. Uh, but at least the way it's written, there is potential for uh, for abuse, and I don't know whether you would actually get away with it or not. I've never actually tried it, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, server rule's broken. Let's fix it again. Yeah. I think there, it's just safe to say, like, there needs to – this rulebook is very much uh, a work in progress. Um, and uh, we'll continue to figure out all the ways you can exploit it. Yeah, let's get – honestly, we need some – I need, like, a lawyer to go through this for yeah, me yeah, and yeah, be yeah, like, exactly. okay, well, there's some – Right, right. Because it's area. all about the language and um, exactly. how you're phrasing things. For sure. Uh a lot of room for interpretation right now. Matt Wright and I will go – we'll go carve through it. It's your boy. It's my boy. <laughs> um, okay. So we touched on it a little bit, but I think the hot topic – and we're going to put something out tomorrow on it. We're going to include something in the newsletter and then we're going to put a blog out. Uh, but dwell time all of a sudden or deflection because we talked about it last week and you – I basically had never heard of it. You knew what it was. You were kind of explaining it. And then very timely, you know, did you see Annalise tweet mm-hmm. after she played a match? And I don't know who she was playing against. I don't know what the paddle was that that person was using. But, you know, she she won the match. Uh, she <laughs> tends to do. Um, but then she tweeted out, first paddles were illegally having too much grit. Now they're illegally having too much deflection, which is the same thing as dwell time. Paddle testing needs not to be implemented with not just grit, but deflection as well. Not necessarily <laughs> the same thing. From what I understand, deflection is basically just how quickly the ball comes off the paddle. Dwell time is how long the ball stays on the face of the paddle. Okay. And they're but highly you would correlated. Test, yeah, because but, they're a product of the same thing, essentially. Like you would, in order to test either of those things, you would be testing with this compression test that USA it's we're gonna put out a blog you should look at a picture Jamie put it in the picture um, it's like an industrial sized drill to test deflection of a, a paddle and it's mm-hmm. all based on like applying weight and seeing what like the um, compression level is mm-hmm. yeah it's uh I don't know how we're going to be able to test all these different things. Yeah. Right. Well, especially on site. Right. On site. And actually now there's, there's timing issues too. So what is stopping a company from making a paddle that passes, right? It can legitimately pass. Yeah. But if we're smart, why don't we make a paddle that deteriorates effectively? Yep. Right. So a lot of them do. Yeah. It deteriorates in a way that actually makes its playability better. Yeah. And so it passes. And then, you know, even if USA Pickleball does the same process they did at nationals where you have to have a sticker 
at the beginning of the tournament to yep. say, hey, this paddle has been tested. Well, <coughs> now I could go home and I could beat my paddle with a hammer if that's what it takes or put in the microwave or whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever it does to make this paddle better. And don't put your paddles in the microwave, please. <laughs> if you do, yeah. it would, we don't encourage it. If you do Send tag us on Instagram, <laughs> tag us on Instagram for sure. Definitely want to uh, see it, but uh, <laughs> uh, we are not encouraging it. Yeah. So now it's almost like you need to be able to do all of these tests immediately after a match is completed mm -hmm. or at least randomly. Like yeah. I think that, random testing you have is enough of a deterrent yeah right should be enough of a deterrent yeah but we're testing a lot of things now we're testing mm -hmm. i don't think we're testing hardly anything effectively enough yet mm -hmm. even our i still think that the friction the the whatever rz the the surface roughness is still an issue i still don't yeah. think that you can say that you're going to test it but i still don't think that the test is effective well one of the things that uh so and i don't know if they're so at Pro Pickleball on Instagram, I think mm -hmm. they're I think whoever runs that is pretty affiliated with USA Pickleball. I think it's Carl. Carl Schmitz runs Pro Pickleball, and I think now Carl is is I don't know what, exactly what his title is, but he's very involved in the um, yeah. paddle compliance stuff. Well, he's using we. He's saying we as if he's associated with with USA Pickleball, but he he is he is. To your point, <clears throat> there still isn't effective testing for surface roughness. And there isn't effective testing for uh, dwell time, particularly not on site, right? Because you need this like big, like massive device. The surface roughness is the stare at test right now. Um, but he commented on a, a clip of you and I talking about dwell time the other week. He said, we'll be upgrading to an optical scanning platform for surface features as reported last year, replacing the stare at. Also implementing a portable tensile tester for deflection testing at pro events. All paddles are tested for deflection, roughness, COF. I don't know what that is. Coefficient of friction? Oh, pretty good. If, if that's Maybe it, that was good, good for you. I, I like <laughs> yeah. to think that that's a good, good guess. Um, during certification. But still, like, during certification would be, like, when you get that USAPA stamp. And as we just said, dwell time increases as the paddle is used, right? So that still it, it couldn't address that. Um, the compliance continues. The compliance program has been made more robust to address the flood of new paddles. Uh, so it sounds like they're taking steps to like improve both of those. But in doing so, aren't they just admitting that the tests right now are like completely fallible? I don't know. Let's get them on here. That could <laughs> yeah. be a, that could be an interesting uh, interesting conversation. Yeah. Well, I, I, I sent them an email, so hopefully they uh, they get back. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good because. Uh, I think we could have an interesting conversation with them. Yeah. Um, and so with dwell time, so, okay, yeah. So it increases with paddle usage. At least that's what a lot of people are saying, right? Like as the paddle gets worn in, um, the paddle face isn't as rigid and uh, dwell time. And then I guess deflection um, in increases. That's It, it really kind of depends on the on the paddle and on the materials, um, I don't think that that's something that we can say across the board is true. Some paddles go dead the longer you hit with them. Yeah, some paddles, that's for sure. Some paddles. Nobody talks about that, by the way. So many paddles go dead. Most of them. Yeah. Almost, almost all of them at this yeah. point. Yeah. And a lot of people like can't tell when their paddle goes. Some like my dad, I'm not going to put this brand on blast, but he swears by this brand. And, uh, so I'm always like, give me your paddle. I'm going to play with it and tell you if it's dead or not. Because he needs to change his paddles way more uh, than than he is, and if you don't know how to feel for that, like you could be playing with a dead paddle, it could be like seriously affecting your game. For sure. What's your What's your test for a dead paddle? I just swing and hit with it. I mean, like you can just <laughs> you can just tell. You like, can just at, tell personally. There you I go, can guys. Tell. <laughs> if you have a dead paddle, you yeah. can just tell. <laughs> there we go. Science. Even we're yeah. Uh, Pickle pod. All about science here. So my all about data. My tests are shake it. If there's a rattle, that means something's come loose in the honeycomb yeah, 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 and yeah. one piece of your honeycomb is broken, it means that the rest of your honeycomb is probably breaking down. Mm -hmm. And also, if your edge guard is coming loose, you can just super glue it. 
and you need to super glue it because if your edge guard is coming loose, it really throws off your, your entire paddle. Um, it, if you hit anywhere close to that edge guard, when you're, when your edge guard is loose, it's going to give you a, a dead response, but you really can legitimately fix it just by putting a little bit of super glue back on there. Hmm. You there you go. Your first. I just saved you probably a <laughs> hundred bucks at least, depending on paddle what paddle. I guess Selkirks aren't having that problem with that without the edge guard, though. Some of them have yeah, the edge guard, yeah. but well, and we're yeah, we're just seeing like more and more paddles without them. Yeah. Um, but another thing with so maybe this is more deflection related. Well, it would be dwell time too, uh, but it changes the sound that the the ball makes when it makes contact with the paddle, which apparently, according to Rob Nunnery, players rely on sound and quick exchanges. And that changes basically how you interpret where the ball is going to go. For sure. Actually, that's a that's a really important um, observation. And it is it is true because <laughs> you can't really see in real time where the ball is hitting on the paddle, but you can hear whether or not it sounds clean yeah right right mm -hmm. and so some of these paddles that are deteriorating effectively they sound really hollow they sound louder they sound kind of like a gearbox right you know how a, a, a couple of years ago gearbox had a really distinct sound compared to any other paddle because a lot of their paddles it just seemed like it was just like a plank like a plank of wood basically like a it, like it didn't have a, a ton of like interior sure again more science <laughs> but but i'm just saying the sound is different from any other paddle like these these juiced up paddles sound a little bit more hollow they sound a little louder and and when you hit it off center, it doesn't give you that same shanky sound. So I think Rob's, I don't think Rob's wrong there. And the, that sound mm -hmm. kind of, uh, it kind of hides potential mishits yeah. as well. So I don't think there's anything you can do about it. It's just like another interesting like nuance of this whole thing. Um, and then the last thing is like, it changes the way the, bo the ball leaves the paddle, like the angle. Really? Mm hmm Just having a – so it mm, – I don't know if I'd agree with that. Like, well, what, well back that it, back is it deflection, right? Isn't that what you were explaining as Deflection is how deflection? quickly it comes off of the paddle. Okay. Right? So it wouldn't change the angle necessarily at which it comes off the paddle. Well, no. If the, if the paddle has more give – Right, like if I'm just if I'm swinging at a slight angle, if it's more rigid, it's more likely to go directly in that, like directly with my swing path. If there's more give, it will come off at more of an angle because the paddle face basically envelops the ball. Sure, I, I don't I don't think that that's noticeable. I don't think that the change in angle is noticeable. At least it's not anything that I've ever noticed. I'm hearing differently. Cite your sources, homie. Uh, well, so it's because it's not my source, but Kim on our team was talking to, I think, Lee Whitwell, who was saying like there was a paddle. She was playing against somebody uh, with one of these paddles, not a pro and not in tournament, but just like in rec. And it was like it was insane the way the ball was coming off the paddle because of the like insane amount of deflection or possibly dwell time in this case. I think it, it definitely changes the way that the ball comes off the paddle, but I haven't noticed any difference in direction. So, uh, but it also could be a different paddle that I've never, never seen. So it's not something that I've seen, but I, it's plausible. Why do you think dwell time and deflection is all of a sudden like a thing? Because I think it's the, the most recent way of getting in advantage through your equipment. Yeah. Um, last year it was all about RZ and spin, right? And it still is important. And is RZ the metric that you test for? Yeah, I don't know what the hell RZ surface is. surface roughness. I think so, yeah. 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 It's whatever metric they're like using for this whole thing. Right. It, that That's like the 40 when you take the six points of the paddle and then you average them out. It needs to be 
below 40. Correct. I believe in so. RZ. We're going to have a lot of fact checks on this episode. <laughs> but dude, this is the thing is like, okay, so everybody else who's listening to this knows much less than we do. I mean, of course there are exceptions, but like if we're on the front lines of this, I'm talking to these people, I'm talking to these manufacturers, I'm talking to people at USA Pickleball and I still don't know. You're playing on the tours and you still don't know. Isn't that like uh, an issue? I mean, imagine if you're just a rec player, like I don't even know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I also don't think it necessarily affects an average person nearly as much, right? I'm trying to, if I can get 1% more out of my paddle, like that's huge. Where if you're, if you're an amateur player, just go, go, go work on your hands. Like that's more important. (laughs) I mean, I should probably work on my hands too, but Uh, it does, I don't think it's, it doesn't have the same impact at that level. And you don't need to care about it as much like my dad uses one of those uh original carbon paddles Mm -hmm. one of the ones that was probably very illegal he's like yeah i like it i'm like yeah i bet you do (laughs) he's like yeah i can't really tell why but it feels great like i i bet it does meanwhile he's out here like just dicing up some four o's in, in racine wisconsin so but he's not playing any tournaments he's not uh he's not making any money off of it so it doesn't really matter to them yeah right but there's a lot of this stuff where you can get these advantages here advantages there and it could just make you a a better rec player and there's really just like no way to enforce that in a casual tournament or like league play or whatever no probably not but i mean you get to the point it's like i suppose it's like golf or if you're just going out and playing with your buddies you could go use illegal clubs yeah like your buddies might not might not like it, but like, yeah. what are they gonna do? Right, so it's the same idea. Yeah, it's like if you're not playing actually competitively, it's like who who really cares at yeah. that point? Yeah, but I think there's certain paddle brands that stand out in these conversations. I think one of the most recent is this like Legacy paddle mm-hmm. that people are talking about. Um, and I was playing with Grant Bond in Mesa, and he was using the Legacy paddle when he had a forehand. It absolutely rocketed off the ball but he did it if he didn't come over it right it was like long gone right like it would leave the fencing uh, but when he did hit it right it was like i'm just gonna stick out my paddle and hope for the best yeah i've been playing against some of those recently yeah. and it's grant was actually here in austin a couple weeks ago and you know love grant he's not exactly like the hardest hitter right he's not, <laughs> yeah. he's not the hardest neither am i there's nothing wrong well, with that. he was when he was using this paddle that guy was was bagging me from the baseline yeah like he would just take a third shot he actually it was kind of funny he murdered a ball with the legacy paddle and like i didn't even think about getting out of the way of it and right. it just got like caught right in my in my between <laughs> yeah. my arm and my i didn't move an inch because i i couldn't like yeah, that thing is that thing is just a rocket ship. It really is. Yeah. And I don't know I don't know exactly what the the deal is. Um, but that thing is that thing is poppier than anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh okay, well speaking of uh new paddles, teed up a uh listener question. All right. Uh and I'm working on my uh my segue is this perfect segue. <laughs> You know. um, I'm going to play it into the mic, and if we have to add it after, we will. Um, but, uh, and this is, so if you do have listener questions, DM us on Instagram. Just do like a little voice recording or, or send us a message or whatever. Or even just ask it like on the YouTube channel, and we'll try to get to them. But this one, you guys might uh, recognize this voice. We've talked about this person uh, who still is remaining anonymous at this point, but uh, we'll play the, we'll play it. Hey, what's up, Zane? It's Nick from Tropical. Um, got into a heated debate at the course this week at, uh, with uh, Gertrude, Bart, and Walter. Um, was talking about your paddle. They were trying to tell me it's pronounced ProXR, and I told them it's pronounced Proxer. Um, could you clear that up for everybody? Because I really want to stick it in Walter's face because he got, he, he, he wouldn't drop it. So just let it Proxer or ProXR. Thanks, Zane. <laughs> gotta love, gotta love tropical. Yep. <laughs> gotta love it. 
Uh, I think tra- tropical. I think Gertrude is is right. Um, I actually don't know for sure. I'll go. I'll go talk to my my contacts over there. I should probably figure that out at some point. What it's how it's actually be pronounced. Wise. Yeah. But um, yeah, my guess would be Pro XR. But you you definitely could be right. But you do have a new paddle. I do have a new paddle. That much is true. And I believe it's uh, available for sale now. It is available for sale, Thomas, as of today. It's on Pickleball Central exclusively. Okay. Uh, it's on Pickleball Central and and Proxer.com. Prox, Proxer <laughs> yeah. Pickleball, ProXRPickleball.com. Yep. Um, yeah, this has been a this has been a long time coming. We've been we've been working on it since I I signed and back in uh, back in October, yep. end of October, and we we turned it around really quickly. So. I'm stoked. I'm, uh, it's cool to already see some of these out and about, and uh, I think it looks sexy. Looks pretty sleek. You like that blue color? That's kind of been a theme for you over the past couple of years. Is that like your that's like your uh, go to. I like the blue. You gotta, it's the brand. Can you buy it in other variations, color variations, right now? No, not right now. Right now, this is a this is this is it. 14 millimeter. This, um, but I think we're working on uh, we're working on other options as well the, the nice part about working with uh with pro xr is is we uh we finish up one project and it's like all right what's next let's let's get working let's yeah. let's create yeah, some yeah, new yeah. some new stuff so it's the the job is never is never done especially in in something like paddles where every day there's a new innovation and mm-hmm. they're yeah we're already already looking at at what is uh how to make it even better so well, the, when they came onto the scene, their whole thing was like the different um, handle, mm-hmm. and there was some sort of I don't know benefit to to that. But now they're kind of doing more of the traditional looking uh, paddles, kind of following the the wave. Yeah. Um, so they 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 have handle technology that they've taken over from from baseball, which is basically like a a an angled handle, mm-hmm. so that way when you swing through your your hand doesn't actually like come off the paddle it doesn't when you are rotating your wrist through the ball whether that's a a a uh, a racket or a baseball bat mm-hmm. there's some interaction between your hand and the a standard grip that basically um results in inefficiency okay right your hand doesn't rotate perfectly efficiently over the over the the grip and they've taken that technology from from baseball to to pickleball um for me i'm using a a standard grip because i think that they they realize that this is something that's a little bit different right people might look at that and just instinctively be like i don't know i don't want to try it because it's different right even though there is value to it you have to be you're selling to the type of person that's willing to take that risk and not everybody is even if it could help their game for me, I'm not utilizing the handle because I have very extreme um, grip changes mm-hmm. where in the course of a point, I'll change my grip yeah. 180 degrees. And so for really? me, that results... Wait, explain that. So for me, I use semi-Western at the baseline. As soon as I'm inside the baseline, I go continental. Like how do you... That's what I do. So I'm semi-Western at the baseline. I change to continental at the net. Mm-hmm. But you're forgetting about the tomahawk where you change it over. So... Is that for it's, like the score? No, 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 no. So this is this is if you're watching, this is semi western. It's basically like if you set your paddle on the ground and you pick it up by placing your hand directly on top of it. Okay, that's semi western. Yeah. Continental is that Hammer. shake hands, Hammer. right? And then when I'm up at the kitchen and somebody hits a floating ball to my backhand, I'll change the grip over the other way to hit. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You and DJ love that. Oh, yeah. And I've Jeff Warnick. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm see- yeah oh, he's, he does everything differently. <laughs> he's got <laughs> yes, nothing he normal. Uh, I am seeing that tomahawk more and, and more. Lately. Who else are you seeing it from? Mostly you and DJ. But every once in a while, you catch a glimpse of somebody pulling it pulling it off. Um, and then people see it in, like on Instagram and stuff, and then they want to try it in person. And um, it's interesting. I don't so know. that's the shot that – Everybody is going to use to hit high backhands. When yeah. when pickleball is a solved game, if the ball is if you have time and the ball is above your we'll say 
we'll say chest, balls above your chest, everybody is going to be hitting that shot five mm -hmm. years from now. Mm -hmm. And here's why. But how do you how do you know to how do you change your grip that fast? I mean, I don't. That's you you got to get part. used to it. Yeah, you you have to you have to identify it and get used to it. You have to be anticipating it almost. Not necessarily. I use it most of the time. Well, I use it when I have time, yeah. right? And a lot of times that means somebody has floated a third shot drop to me mm -hmm. and I have time to adjust or we're in a hands exchange and they pop something up and it's over to my backhand side. I'll flip it over. Yeah. But here's, here's the number one reason why you should be tomahawking. All right. Okay. <laughs> if you guys, if I'm using a continental grip, right, my hand is in front of the grip, right? And, and this is this will be a, a social clip, so you'll have to see this. My hand is basically in front of the grip. So if, if I'm making an, a straight line here, my paddle is even with this other hand. Mm -hmm. But then when I switch over the grip, only by switching over the grip and not moving, now my paddle is yeah, four yeah, or right. five inches further. Mm -hmm. What could you do with four or five inches of, of reach, additional inches, yeah. right? Additional inches are great. Um, <laughs> but so when that ball is coming and floating to you, not only can you snap your wrist more effectively, uh -huh. but you also are able to catch that ball further into the kitchen. Right. And that's the number one reason for using that tomahawk. Okay. So All right. anyway, I'm passionate about it. Facebook. My tomahawk kind of sucks right now. Yeah. But, uh, We're working on it. We'll, we'll work on it. It's, Fa it's additional Facebook. reach. Facebook's going to love that. Um, little excerpt there. That's uh, right up there, Allie. Um, all right, we got another one for you. This one's from uh, Memes of Pickleball. Question for Zane. Uh, and <laughs> we won't read the caveat. Uh, during MLP, would it be a stretch to say that Matt could have done better playing with Lucy as a team cleans men's uh, partner rather than Matt playing with you? And was there any anti-harassment training initiated by team clean ownership following his bullying of you in Mesa? <laughs> Honestly, Thomas, I think Matt probably could have done better playing with you. Um, <laughs> so Lucy, for sure. Yeah, I didn't have my my best uh, MLP uh, back in in Mesa, but we'll we'll come out strong next time or another next time. But um, so, so so follow up and on that note, what adjustments would you two feel like you have to make in partnership, like to improve when you're playing in in uh, Daytona, um, other than just putting on a hat? Because hat Zane uh, don't play. Yeah, I mean, I think the hat's a big, a big key, of course. But you know, I think, I think all of our matches we lost like twenty-two to twenty. So it really was only a handful of 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 points here and there, which which sucks. But um, I don't know. I didn't think Matt was too mean to me. I didn't <laughs> yeah. cry for that. Like I only cried for a couple minutes. So it was, yeah, it was fine. So uh, I actually, I, I genuinely, I actually didn't understand that meme. Yeah. Like. Um, and and normally the memes are Ex pretty explain dang. that I, I I don't think I had I had seen it. There was like a, you know that clip from the Super Bowl where one of the guys was crying. There's some guy crying in the Super Bowl, and I don't I don't know why, but the meme. Oh yeah 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 along yeah. the lines yeah, 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 of yeah, yeah. like it was one of the coaches. Yeah. Zane, Zane after Matt Wright with with uh, at MLP. Yeah. Unless he was like really eye rolling the crap out of me when you I wasn't looking yeah. and I didn't see it like. I don't think there was any, any, any issue. Do you go back and watch most of your matches? I probably should, but I don't. Do you like what percentage do you say you you watch back? Zero. <laughs> really? <laughs> I I don't watch too much. No, I don't. But okay. I should. This is like how you don't um, you don't reply to comments and stuff on social media. Correct. There's some things you got to do. Okay. Post and ghost. As your brand manager. Um, you can make some, some slight tweaks here. Post and ghost, man. One of the, uh, tips I would give you as your brand manager is hat Zane plays. Okay. People were big fans of that. People were saying you looked buff. You looked jacked in the, uh, in live stream comments. It's, I, it's because I am jacked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's funny is I actually, I noticed that it, for some reason, the hat, I feel like makes my neck look a lot thicker. I don't know. Whatever shirt you were wearing. So watch watch back and figure out what shirt that was. Wear that again. So you think I'm ripped? It said Zane got the PPA makeover. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what that I don't know what that means. It's good for the brand. But you could play into we it. We got people we got people talking about it. 
Zane's been pumping on two and a half pound dumbbells. That's that was one of the comments. Damn right. Yeah, it's paying off. People can tell. There, there are a lot of good comments on here. Yeah, Zane. Dude, the live streams. They're so much fun to get into the mix. Zane Zane Havratil was one of yeah. them. <laughs> it makes me look taller, apparently. Let's see. Yeah, taller, more jacked. Um, looked like you put on some weight. He looks good, double exclamation mark. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to DM that person. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zane Navhatil is here to yep. stay. <laughs> yep, there was another... Uh, funny meme and uh, oh, you were brimming with confidence. Ah, uh, you know, I, I didn't say. even I didn't even catch nice, that one. right? Good I dad joke there. That one. Look at Good that dad joke. I think it's here to stay. Bring it back the hat. Yeah, was it a pro XR hat? It was a pro XR a proxer hat. hat. I, I think it's called pro XR, but okay. Again, we'll we'll confirm <laughs> with we'll confirm with them. I don't know. I kind of like proxer. Pro XR makes me say too many uh, syllables. More work. I'll talk to my people. Yeah. All right. I got a I got a random question for you. I, I love this. I like where this is going. <laughs> so in pickleball, I've met some very interesting people. Uh who are like who are like the top like one or two people you've met through pickleball that you just never thought you would be in a room with, or maybe you've like developed a, a friendship with, or you've had like an interesting uh scenario or encounter with. I, I'm gonna tell you about my very first friend that I made in Austin. Okay. You know Skender? No. He actually works over uh, with the Bainbridge Pickleball Club at the Founders. Oh, uh, I spot. do. Yeah, I was uh, emailing with a Skender. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right, right. How how do you not remember some guy named Skender? <laughs> it's just email. I remember now. You remember now. So anyway, Jenny and I moved here on July first, uh-huh. and it's July second. We don't have a bed. We don't have anything in our apartment. We have no food. I'm liming down the street to go get some tacos. Oh, you're a lime guy? Birds. Bird, wow. Strictly bird. No. Oh, Birded oh here. Boy. Anyway, I'm 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 liming because lime is the superior uh sure. Whatever, scooter to go get tacos. And this guy, I s I'm I'm stopped at a red light. This guy just yells out at me. He goes, You're Zane. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so I says like yeah he's like you don't know me I'm like no I don't yeah. he's like I'm Skender yeah Okay. Yep. Right. And so Where's I'm just going? like, how many, how many more statements are you going to yeah, make? Yeah, or, right. <laughs> or like, is there a question? Like what's yeah. going on? I'm just trying to get my tacos, homie. And he's like, um, so he stops me. He's like, well, what are you doing in Austin? I was like, I, I just moved here. He's like, oh, well, I'll hit you up. I was like, okay, uh, how are you planning on <laughs> yeah. doing that? Like, you don't have my number. You got nothing. And so I was like, uh, all right, shoot me an Instagram message. And I don't think anything of it. I go get my tacos. Big fan of Velvet Taco. Um, you don't like it? Another disagreement. Yeah, no. Right. Too much going on in those tacos. Oh, spare me. It's drunk food. I, I didn't say I wasn't drunk. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so a couple days go by and I get this Instagram message uh-huh. from somebody that I have like one mutual um like follow Follow, it's a message request too i've never messaged with this person before Uh it's from some lady's account and and i read through it and skender had messaged me on instagram through his friend's account because he doesn't have instagram okay and he shot me his number yeah and we've been hanging out ever since you guys are best friends now (laughs) yeah exactly we're homies now okay uh so yeah, he's he's a super interesting guy. Um, yeah, he 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 works in pickleball here in in Austin. Very glo- go with the flow uh-huh. guy. Uh, good buddies with with Darius from yep. over at that the Founders Club. Yep, yep. And um, yeah, so he's one of the more interesting people. Got it. What about yourself? Um, it's a good question. I mean, like, okay, so playing pickleball with Kevin Durant was pretty like absurd. Um. A lot of people kind of in that like Hollywood world, right, who are gravitating toward pickle. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say I'm just friends with the most random assortment of people from 
like young to old, mm-hmm. right? Like it's broadened my relationships age wise. My like the age of my average friend has just like <laughs> skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah, the, the the mean age of your friend yeah. has before and after pickleball yeah. has probably changed it's thirty been so, years. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, same. Do people? So Skender just like saw you in the street. Does that happen? How often does that happen to you where people see you when you're just like out and about and uh, they recognize you? Does that happen to you? Does, is it happening more? It's definitely happening more. Yeah. Um, I'd say maybe once a week there's some some random person that I, that I that's don't pretty know good. that's yeah. say hey. And so. if, if one person is actually like communicating with you that they know you or, you know, there's probably, you know, a handful more that are like seeing you and going like, oh, there's Zane, but like not saying anything to you. You don't, you don't realize. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I hadn't really thought of that, but it is cool. It's a testament to, to pickleball where, yeah. you know, some of us are, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a Ben or an Anna Lee or a right. Tyson McMuffin. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that those guys are getting stopped a whole lot more than, than yeah. once a week, if that's the case. Yeah, probably Tyson a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. That mullet. Yeah. Do you know he's going to be sponsored by McDonald's? Actually? Yeah, they're gonna make him a bacon, egg, and cheese mc God, <laughs> McGuffin. That'd be they're so gonna good. make him bacon. Or what do you like, think? Uh, like Otis, um, whatever that like uh, you know like bakery brand do like a mc an actual muffin like a Tyson McMuffin. But then it has to be like McDonald's because the mc. What do you think if McDonald's was to make Tyson a signature sandwich? Yeah. What do you like think? Like the Travis be? Scott thing. Is that a thing? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I think maybe like Beaver did one. What do you think would be on a Tyson McGuffin McMuffin? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of protein. Um, Yeah. It'd be like uh, bacon and uh, and like the sausage patty. So it'd be like the double up. And I think think there's got to be some like – Signature Some, sauce. Yes, it's got to be spicy. Yeah. It's got to be something to make your 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 mustache sweat. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's got to be it's, it's got to be enough enough to make you you sweat your mullet. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So so I think we're going with with biscuit, okay. with hot sauce, bacon, and sausage. I like it. That's the, that's the McGuffin signature. All right. Anyway. How do we get here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I asked you uh, who are the most interesting people you've met and then, you know, who you met. So is there anybody else on that list besides uh, Skender, which by the way, great, uh, great name again. Great name. Yeah. I've, Got I've nickname. spent a couple of. You have a, you, Zane is a very market, marketable name. It's a, di- it's a different name. It's a different name. What's your middle name? Dennis. It's my dad's name. <laughs> yeah, really. Switching that over. We go from Zane to Dennis. Yeah, but Thomas is dope too. Yeah. What's my, you know, my middle name is? Wagner. I kind of like that. A little different. Yeah. I like that. Finnish. Wagner's more of a last name. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of my best friends growing up was uh, last name Wagner. Hmm. So let's see. I'm sure there's a million very interesting people. I mean, I know, I know I've met a bunch of people. It's tough to think of off the top of my, off the top of my head. Um, Yeah. I'd say that, being looped into some of that Hollywood group yeah. and, and other Yeah, it's like, why athletes. am I in this circle right now? Like, why am I in this text chain? <laughs> For <laughs> you know? sure. It's definite uh, imposter you syndrome. Gotta, yeah, you sure you want to talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I have this person's number, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so. Do you, do you mark all your pickleball contacts with like pickleball or pickle? Yep, they are all... Even even people like Altaf and Andrea and Sincola, like yeah, my best right. buddies. So let's do this. This is what we're doing right they're now. They're all marked PB Altaf yeah. merchants. So pull up all your PB contacts. Oh God! And we'll read the most interesting ones. We'll go, um, dude. We're gonna. This is gonna be. We'll go contact for contact. Okay. Um. Oh boy. <laughs> so we got trap pickleball. There you go. Um. Let's see. You just I'll I'll go through this. Doug Allen, the creator of Entourage. Everybody knows him. He's kind of in the world now. I've got David Comey. On a, David Comey, the attorney that rocks. Jamie. Jamie. He's on buses all over the Austin area. Really? Yeah. He's the attorney that rocks. Who's a, who's the other big attorney? Thomas Henry. He's like on all yeah, the he's, commercials. He's, Thomas Henry's trash. 
<laughs> Should we get an affiliate with uh, David Comey? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Just how that bank. works. But I don't know. Like, what's a what's a typical attorney see. fee? It's at least like ten grand. Big, Bernie big, big Lee commission. came to Austin, and he was on Who's the that? World Series of Poker. He was a okay. he was a top finisher. He came to Austin. We did some lessons together. Yeah, I've got Altoff in here. Which, by the way, every once in a while, I get a text from Altoff, and we haven't talked in forever. They're always phenomenal. Of One course. time, he was like, "I'm getting uh, I'm getting engaged tonight." I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, put it on I'm the, so happy to be a part of your life. Put it on the dink. <laughs> yeah. Put it on. And you did. Yeah. You did put yeah, it on yeah. The we did. We did a little article in the newsletter because he took, he took her to a Rascal Flats concert. And like, yeah. pro, I think they were going to propose, like, he was going to propose like mid concert. Maybe he did. I don't remember like how it worked, but he did. It was a, I, it was a UBS sort of yeah, private yeah, right. client event. And, uh, and yeah, they played, they played this song that's kind of like their song. Altoff, yeah, yeah, I have yeah, to right, give Altoff right. some props because before that, no, he was, was talking good. about how he was, was going to propose to her at, on Sing Zang Court at the U.S. Open. I was yeah. like, homie. Dude. <laughs> homie. Listen. <laughs> uh, if you want her to say yes, don't do that. And so he he listened, I guess. But I got Danny Werfel's number. I'm looking at his right yep. now. Yep. Cool dude. Donald Heisman, Driver. Won a Heisman trophy. Donald He's Driver. He's a football player, yeah. right? Giants. Uh, Packers, homie, come on, yeah, Packers. Giants. He was on the Giants for a little bit. I don't know if he was on the Giants. He's known as the Packers receiver, um, but he's 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 actually a, a Texas and Wisconsin guy, and he's putting together a uh, a uh, a golf and pickleball event. Which hopefully, okay, I haven't gotten my invite yet, so eh, we'll see if we can Let's see if you can swing that some, one. Find some space for you. I think my Instagram DMs are way more interesting. I would think so. I, I was, I was sitting, um, I was sitting in my house, like with my, my dad, my dad's house in Michigan with like some of his buddies and I get a DM and I'm just sitting there and I go, uh, guys, I just got a DM from Jamie Foxx and it was a voice recording oh, of okay. Jamie talking about like how he's going to beat Larry Fitzgerald. I'm like, why is Jamie Foxx DMing me a voice recording right now? And again, it's not me, right? It's the Dink account, but still pretty, uh, pretty funny. That's still so, pretty sweet. Yeah, it is super cool to see how involved Jamie is in his pickleball brand. Like, that's yeah, pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very, very cool to see. He seems Did really passionate about everything. it. Yeah. The best paddle. Pretty absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish he had partnered with me on that it would have been a good one team i know i'm sure you can find people way better <laughs> yeah i don't know if you can i'm still i'm still waiting for an invite from a better podcast so yeah but although yeah yeah um all right well i think we've been going for just over an hour so this is um we're like perfect timing but another episode of pickle pod okay agreement with the listeners comment on the youtube leave a review we're going to send a poll over to somebody who does. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, and uh, yeah, DM us your like questions, comments. Uh, and maybe eventually, how about this? Like whoever's the most consistent commenter and whoever consistently interacts with us in our like podcast content, we're going to bring you on. Oh, wow. On a show, on yeah. an episode. And we're going to talk to you. And feel free to uh, to keep fact checking us too. It really helps the engagement. <laughs> no, I like. I think we should just keep saying wrong stuff so people comment. <laughs> purely conjecture, always. Um, you know, take everything we say with a grain of salt, and do not, but do, microwave your paddles. Somebody's actually going to do that. Yeah, I think somebody's actually going to do it. Videotape it yeah. if you do. If somebody does happen to actually do that, which we're not recommending. Yeah, we're not recommending, but maybe we are. Anyway. That seems like a good ending point. <laughs> yeah. That's Pickle Pop.